I'm Sam. And I'm Julie. And this is Fall Risk. Uh, we have a very special guest on the podcast this week. Her name is Juliet Klein. Kleinwert. 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 You got Kleinwert. it. Kleinwert. Got it. Um, <laughs> her name is Julie. Julie is uh, a pretty rad human being. Um, everything I see about Julie is always like super upbeat and really positive and exciting and like very, very cool. Um, I don't oh, really God. know too much about you, like personally, though, like we've crossed paths in the past at different events, at different camps and stuff. But beyond that, like, I don't, we, we don't really know each other very well, do we? No. And that's no. what I was kind of like intrigued by, like getting the invite, because I feel like a lot of people you've talked to so far are kind of from your neck of the woods. And yeah, I mean, I originally started from that area and that's where we kind of met and crossed mm -hmm. paths. But yeah, we don't have too much, yeah. you know, exposure to one another. Yeah, it's um I mean most of most of my exposure to you personally is the stuff that I see online. I the stuff social I see from media. from your social <laughs> media, from Trunk's social media. Um I I feel like I keep seeing it more frequently in recent years and I don't know if it's just because, you know, you're you're involved in more events or you're involved in more stuff or if I'm just if the news feed like algorithm is just showing me more things, but um I you are I have a list of like people like names that I when I first mm -hmm. started this whole project of like names that I would really like to talk to at some point, like maybe not to start with obvious for obvious reasons, but like people like aspirate like aspirations or goals that I'd like to like talk to and your name mm -hmm. was on it for sure. Oh, like, it, was, it, was, it was right up there. Um, no, I, I think I think what makes you an interesting person just from like an outside perspective, like for, from someone who doesn't know you is that you seem like you have your hands in kind of a lot of different areas of skydiving. But not only that is is you're a very strong feminine, uh, like female presence on the drop zone. And not only that, but like you're people, people know, know you, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if you're aware, but like people know you, you know, okay. so it's all good things, right? Yeah. All good things. yeah. And, and it's just, it's a very interesting, um, I feel like it's an interesting platform that you kind of built for yourself. This is just my opinion, like from the outside sure. looking in and it's, and it's interesting to me. And I, I would really, really like to know more about, you know, the inner workings, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. You're going to find out. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, thank you so much for doing this, but let's get started. Okay. You ready? All right. Yeah. All right. So I want you to tell everyone that's listening, like what, like all the basics, like the basic credentials that you got under your belt. Like what year did you start skydiving? How old were you? Like how many jumps do you, to you have total like tunnel time, like the works? Yeah. Sounds great. Um, well, I started with a tandem as I feel like many do. Uh, that was back in 2010 but it was i remember it being like a blast it was fun but i never anticipated like going and doing it solo i was like oh yeah i'll probably do another tandem at some point that sounds fun but uh my dear friend amanda now elkin mm -hmm. she uh was there when when i had my first tandem was her i believe second tandem that she did and uh the following season she went on to get her a license okay um for those of you who don't know, Amanda and I knew each other before skydiving because we were actually random college roommate assignments. <laughs> okay. So really random. But uh, so we kept in touch. This was after college. And I remember seeing like her videos and photos. I'm like, man, that just that just looks so much fun. I want to do that. 
So then the following season, 2012, was when I actually first started uh, the AFF program. Um, and yeah, the rest is kind of history. Uh, now I have uh, a little over 2,100. I could give you the perfect number because I have my spreadsheet right here, actually. <laughs> I'm, I, I know you're an avid logger. I heard that. And I mm -hmm. am as well. So yeah, I have lots of details. But yeah, over 12,000 or 12,000, 2,000, <laughs> 2,100. Um, yeah, what else? So yeah, this is what year? In the middle of year 12? Yeah. I've been doing it for 11 years. Okay. Yeah. Because nice. I go off of my AFF kind of more than that first tandem yeah. two years prior. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are. Sometimes sometimes when, uh, you know, instructors are talking to students and stuff like, no, 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 no. It totally counts. Like, you should absolutely uh -huh. say that that counts. I so. do count it in my logbook as I yep. do. Like, I've had my hand full of, you know, recurrency, you know, front rides for those, especially in the Midwest, starting jumping in the Midwest, you have yeah. that off season in the winter. So everyone mm -hmm. does a refresher at the beginning or people going through their courses. I've done some front rides, so I okay. count them. Good, 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 good. Yes, you should. They are yeah. jumps, why not? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely count those. Um, how much tunnel time do you think you have under your belt? You know, I'm an avid logger in my jumps, but I'm not so much in my tunnel. So I kind of kick myself for not keeping better track of that, but I mean, I would venture to guess somewhere maybe in the 40, 50 hour range. Okay. A lot of that is belly and a lot of that is from my team training years. Okay. That's, that's something else that I'd like to talk about at some yeah. point. I've got, I've got like a list of uh, uh -huh. like topic points, talking <laughs> points here in front of me. And that is definitely on there towards the, towards the bottom end. So yeah. Excited to hear about that. Um, do you have any ratings? Uh, not currently. I, I had the code trading like many seem to get and then let expire. Um, <laughs> I was actually very, very um, gung ho on getting my AFFI rating. I think it was, what was it? Like three or four years into skydiving uh, where I started with Paradise Skydives, the same place that actually uh, Ben Schaefer started in Bend, ah. Iowa. And uh the year I was planning to take the course, they shut down the drop zone. Oh man. <laughs> Which was a bummer, but also a blessing in this disguise. Um, I think without that, I wouldn't have traveled as much and mm -hmm. gotten to know as many people and made as many like networking connections to okay. have opportunities that I ended up having. So. It, yeah, I think AFFI would, it's still on my radar. I think I could see myself getting it in the coming years. Um, okay. But right now I kind of like just not having a commitment like that. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I get that. Um, do you have any interest in like a tandem rating later on down the line? Or is that like not? No, never really have. Um, I think the only people I would really love to take our family and mm -hmm. my dad already made a tandem. I don't think my mom or sister ever will. Um, and honestly, I also kind of like that experience from like a videographer or a, a jumper on the outside looking in. Cause then you can actually see their facial expressions yeah. and, and experience it with them. You, you don't get the canopy ride and like the first initial discussions, but other than that, no, I don't really think a TI is in my future. 
Okay. So then in terms of video flying, like what do you do with that, if anything at all? Um, not much currently. Okay. I've done my share, a handful of tandem videos, a handful of AFFI or AFF videos. Cause actually that was something that was really highly encouraged at my old drop zone. Um, I think I had almost all of my AFF jumps videoed, mm -hmm. which is a great learning tool. Um, I've even had tandems out of hot air balloons that I've videoed for, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then I did do video for a four way team, just like the local Midwest skydive league, um, okay. for a season. Okay. Oh so, yeah. Just random. <laughs> All right. I gotta go back to the tandem out of the hot air balloon. I've never <laughs> seen that. I I don't think I've ever seen a video of it or photo. What is, how did they even, how did they get out? How does that work? Yeah. So I was pretty darn fortunate, especially it was 2014. I think I got seven or eight balloon jumps just that year. Yeah. It helps to know people. So we knew somebody and my old AFF instructor, same as Ben Schaefer, Mike Hoy, uh, he had his own tandem gear. Mm -hmm. And this balloonist loved, 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 loved taking jumpers. Um, so many of them were somehow like either relatives of or known to the balloonist or to Mike Hoy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the process they would hook up obviously in the basket. We had a ladder that was swung out of the basket that the videographer stepped onto and basically hung off or like leaned back from. Yeah. And then a step ladder was in the basket that they would use to climb up onto the basket like railing. And yeah. that's where they they launched from. Huh. So yeah, pretty, that's pretty wild. crazy. <laughs> That's, that's nice. I can imagine too. I, I mean, I wonder if any TI that's listening to, to this right now has ever imagined having to get off a ledge with a tandem student, but have no like resistance, like wind resistance yeah. whatsoever to like <laughs> balance off of, you know? Oh uh -huh. man, that would be wild. Cause even when you come up, even when you come out of the airplane, you have like some resistance in different directions to like push your body against, but like uh -huh. having absolutely none. Oh, that'd be wild. Uh -huh. Oh man. Yeah. Same from a videographer standpoint, it took me like one or two to really kind of get the hang of, okay, fall back, kind of get the shot and then somehow like flip around back onto your belly and try yeah. to keep them in frame. Uh, yeah. It's challenging. That's wild. That is super cool though. Oh, and I should man. know we were also getting like at least 10 grand. So okay. it wasn't your typical like, five grand balloon job. Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good to hear. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that is, that is wild. That is a wild, I'm going to go to bed thinking about that and about how I would do it if I needed to. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh man. I've I'll, never I'll even thought about you, that. I think I still have at least one on YouTube back, okay. you know, the few videos yeah. that I posted on YouTube. If, I'll have to send it to you. If you send it to me, I'll probably put it, put it in the show notes so other people can look at it if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So you have quite a lot, quite a lot of experience under your belt. Yeah. And some of these stories are pretty impressive, like already right off the bat, like, just like, <laughs> wow, this is awesome. Um, what made you want to stick with skydiving after you were, you know, in it? Like what, like we, we hear so many stories about people phasing out, you know, mm -hmm. after like three to five years, like how and why did you stick with it for so long? Why are you a lifer? 
I mean, it's just so much fun. Um, I think having the ability to do essentially a hobby for me, because I'm I don't do it as my job. So I think that's that helps. I'm not gonna get burned out like some you see that are stuck doing it every single day. And you know, I'm kind of more of the weekend warrior type. But being able to experience it with some of my closest friends and travel, like you can practically go anywhere and mm -hmm. bring a rig, find a place, and yeah, like jumping different countries, several different states, you know it's it's also got a lot to offer different disciplines you know you can make it whatever you want it to be whether you just want to jump out of a plane with a friend whether you want to compete mm -hmm. you know whether you want to make it a maybe a first career or maybe it's like your your off career where that just brings in a little extra money it's not yeah. going to go towards a lot but you know kind of offset some of that expense there's just so much you can do with it. It's the world is your oyster and yeah. Yeah, that's, I like that. That's, that's cool. Um, how, so you, you talked about how your roommate, Amanda, Amanda, which mm -hmm. is, she's amazing by the way, if nobody oh, knows yes. who Amanda you is. You get her on at yeah. some point too. <laughs> I would love that, that would be great. Um, Amanda, oh, sorry. Uh, so you, you talked about how Amanda kind of was, you saw her do this and that was kind of how you got into it. Um, what was your first, student jump like do you remember yeah i remember bits and pieces um okay. so our program was a little bit different we actually had i want to say it was two or three nights that they did the groundwork okay so it was like wednesday thursday friday groundwork okay and then that saturday sunday weather permitting uh you could get some jumps okay um so i was I'm very much into the academic side. So it worked for me really well because I could go home and, you know, regurgitate the material mm -hmm. and really visualize things, go over um, the, the packet that they provided with the information. So I could just like go over it multiple times before mm -hmm. it was even gonna be jumping. Um, so that really helped me and then just like, a lot, a lot of ground prep, you know, dirt diving, essentially. Um, I, like I said, I had most of my AFFs videoed. So it was kind of funny. I did get outside video for this jump and it felt really good. It felt really smooth. Like most people are like, oh, I'm so scared. I'm like, never in the like moment, not in the plane, not during the jump. I was never scared. I think I was completely focused. Mm -hmm. um, like I had too much information going through my brain that I didn't have room to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the jump went smoothly and I remember coming down and the videographer was like, man, that jump was boring. And I just thought to myself, like, <laughs> did I do something wrong? And they're like, no, it just, it was just, you know, kind of like clockwork, like what we want all students to do. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> I just like, I, I thought maybe I did something wrong, but no, it, it just was rather smooth. And I think so, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll jump ahead. I think it was my second or third jump okay. uh, with one of my instructors was a different instructor and he was, you know, not necessarily the, the biggest people person. Okay. And coming down from that jump, he was like, what? 
altitude were you at when you did, I think it was like the circle of awareness or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I don't remember. It, it just, it wasn't, I, it was within my allotted time. And he's like, exactly. You need to pay more attention to your <laughs> altitude. And it was, it was a good lesson. Yeah. Because, and he compared it to like a clock. Like if you're waiting to, you know, go out to dinner at seven o'clock and you look at the clock and you're like, oh, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. You're not looking at, oh, it's 624. Oh, it's 637. You're just saying it's not time yet. And yeah. I think that, you know, kind of yeah. honed in very early that altitude awareness is more than just, it's not time yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. I don't know if I would have said it like that, but that's fair. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair lesson. Like I um, said, he was, he was a little, you know, a, a different instructor than the others who were a yeah. lot more, you know, <laughs> cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, not, he's not wrong, but just right. maybe not yeah. in the, that specific yeah. sentence, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then, then the other, like the videographer, like that was boring. Like, Oh, <laughs> And, uh -huh. and it was his was more like a laugh and everyone's yeah, like okay. yeah i mean okay. give us some excitement like yeah go do a, a barrel roll accidentally and have the instructors have to wrangle you back <laughs> upright you know i think it was just like you didn't do anything that we were like oh you did great you did great but i'm gonna i'm gonna take the piss out of the student here yeah yeah okay oh, they're all great that's good that's good um what do you like to do outside of skydiving? Besides, oh, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, we have stand-up paddle boards, so we like okay. to use those uh, when it's not so freaking hot out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Arizona is on fire right now. Um, and then I guess back when I was living in Iowa, um, especially growing up, my my family has um, summer cabins on the Mississippi River. Okay. And so like my entire summer was spent on the water. So anything water related, boating, skiing, kneeboarding, wakeboarding, I loved it all. Okay. So. Cool. Very, very active activities. Yeah. 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 Like being outside. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like a sportsy person. Like I was the cheerleader, but <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can hold my own behind a boat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. So for some reason, I thought you guys went back and forth during the year. For some reason, I thought you guys yeah, were based out of Chicago during the summer and then in Arizona in the winter. Why did I think no. that? That is so strange. Well, I mean, I moved here in the fall of 19. Okay. So up until that point, I was strictly Iowa and my fiance trunk, I'm assuming you're referring yeah. to for those who haven't heard yeah. um, He's strictly Arizona. He did come up and live with me one summer. Okay. I think it was in 18. And then we, you know, we were long distance for a bit there. And we we're just like, you know, let's, let's decide. Do we go there? Do we come here? Um, so yeah, I made the decision to come here. Just made a little more sense for being a skydiver and wanting yeah. more of a full season. That's than fair partial but i it's probably just because we do we both travel a lot i mean yeah. we're at a lot of boogies chicago is a big one for us during the summertime when mm -hmm. things are slower here in arizona i would say um yeah it's kind of our off season in the summertime if if there was yeah. to be one. okay but. 
I mean, that's that's okay. Interesting. I, I did not know that. And I don't know why I just assumed that it was the other way around. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> now I know. Thank you. Uh -huh. uh, what do you enjoy the most about skydiving just in general? Well, the cliche answer, of course, the people. <laughs> and I, I'll just put two words on that uh, or two points to this. So like I said, Amanda, my best friend. Mm -hmm. my best friend, like we weren't very close as roommates because we were on opposite sides of the building, I guess, or the mm -hmm. rooms. Um, but skydiving really connected us and had that commonality. And now like, yeah, I can talk to her about anything and everything. Um, and then obviously it brought me to, you know, the love of my life. And <laughs> I couldn't imagine being in this world without him. So I mean, that I, I can attribute partially definitely to skydiving. I don't think I, I would have met him otherwise. And yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the people. I mean, it's, it connects people. It connects people in a way that like you, you wouldn't, you would not have these types of intense, like, I don't even want to say intense, like very deep relationships with people mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have outside of, outside of this. Like, I'm not, oh, not, not to say that you can't have those types of experiences out, outside of this, but, but I think that it's a, a little less, I don't want to say less common, but maybe it, you have to work harder for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Like I he, think skydiving allows the opportunity like to, yeah. And sometimes the jumps can be very serious or mm -hmm. very, you know, goal oriented to where you have to trust these people. Yeah. And so that kind of bonds the group or the individuals. Yeah. I think, I, I think the, the reason I say faster and you just made a really good point about like the trust that you have to build with people, like skydiving gives you so many more opportunities in such a condensed amount of time, like over the course of your lifespan to develop that trust in other people, that trust mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have, like just with random Joe Schmo you went to high school with or, or right. somebody you went to, you know what I mean? Like, it, uh -huh. Yeah, it definitely allows you to build those relationships a lot deeper, a lot faster than, mm -hmm. you know, others. That's, I like that answer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the opposite end of that, though, what's your least favorite thing about skydiving? Uh, so I've, I've listened to several of your podcasts and, uh, yeah. you know, I've heard a lot of answers and mine, sadly, is a little bit more morbid. I feel like if you do this sport long enough, you're going to see people that you know and love hurt or, you know, go in. Yep. And I've seen it myself, uh, both in front of my own eyes and hearing from it from other people. And yeah, that, that part always, you know, makes me a little sad, but at the same time, it, it wasn't, it, it's not going to change anything for me personally. Like I'm still going to do it because it's yeah. what I love. And I think that it's, the same is true for many of us. So there's only ever been one other person in third, almost 40 episodes now that I have recorded. Only one other person has said that. Um, her name's Kristen Johnson. I don't know if you know her. Um, she, she and I have been skydiving since like the dawn of time. It seems like now, um, since like two, we started jumping the same summer and she's a really good friend of mine, but that was like, she's like, without a doubt, like, I hate seeing my friends die. I hate it. I hate it. It's yeah. the worst part of this. Um, it, it makes me, I mean, if you're okay with getting morbid here for a second, do you think that this sport desensitizes us to that at all? 
No, I don't think so. Um, because I do think while it's likely to happen, the percentage or the ratio is still very small. I can think of so many more people that I know who have passed to, you know, medical reasons mm -hmm. or car accidents, you know? So yeah. I don't think it desensitizes us. Um, it's, it's just more like a, an ugly truth. Yeah. I've, I've heard a couple of people just this last summer talk about how, um, you know, like when, when they witnessed an accident, like last summer or something, like somebody witnessed an accident, um, and the reaction was like, just this like reaction of horror and like disbelief and, um, bewilderment over the fact that this happened, like, Mm -hmm. you know, right there. And it, and it put like a really bad taste in a lot of, um, newer jumpers mouths, you know, I don't sure. know if it's, I don't know if it's just because like the, I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting because like my reaction, I'm sure your reaction after you've been in it for so long, you know, you've been in it for a decade. I've been in it for 15 years. Like we've seen a handful of that kind of stuff happen. And so our reaction is a lot different than someone who's a lot newer. I, 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 I just, I don't think it desensitizes us to it, but I think it maybe like, our, I don't know, like the way we react to it, I think it ponder, like you should ponder yeah. that or people should ponder that, you know, of like, and it could also be like, my reaction may have been different the first time it happened. Yeah. And if it happens more frequently, then it may yeah. get to that desensitization. I mean, same with the medical field. I am mm -hmm. not in the medical field, but <laughs> I have friends who, you know, don't squirm or scream with yeah. blood or broken things or, you know, blood and guts and others do. So I think depending on your exposure to it, that could also yeah. be a factor. I, I dated a firefighter for a long time and his, um, his reaction to that kind of stuff was just like, no, like he had no emotional reaction to any of that stuff. Sure. And, it, and it was, it was kind of surprising to begin with, I guess, but then I just settled in, I settled into like, okay, that's just how he operates. But, uh -huh. um, you like, have to decart deep compartmentalize. Is that the yeah, way? <laughs> compartmentalize that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I do like, I don't know, I guess, um, I, I think that that pondering that question, it makes you think in a really good way of like your own mortality, but then also making sure you keep your friends safe, you know, like mm -hmm. you don't want to see that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just an interesting. It's a weird tangent. Sorry. We don't need to go. Yeah. No. We don't need to go that far. Back to bubbles it. and sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go. Um, so you've competed in skydiving. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How and when and what type of discipline? Oh, this is, this is kind of fun road that we're about to travel down. So <laughs> I had to write it down because I like <laughs> make okay. sure that I do this in the right order. Um, my first time competing, I traveled to skydive Arizona to support Amanda, who is doing video for a four way team. Okay. So I went down just to be a cheerleader on the ground and I came to do a pickup team. <laughs> okay. So three other random people and a videographer got together, hadn't made a single jump with a single one of them ever okay. in my life, 2014. So this would have been my third year in the sport. Um, yeah. And we competed. I had no idea what, you know, the formations even were, how many rounds, <laughs> how it was scored. I had no information of the rules at all. 
literally the night before we decided to do this. Um, <laughs> needless to say, we did not do well, but I had <laughs> a blast. <laughs> Similar story. Oh, sorry, that was 2015. Similar story. The following year, uh, it was hosted in Skydive Arizona again, and I was at home talking to Trunk and freestyle was always something I was interested in, but mm -hmm. I was like strictly a belly person practically at that point. Um, and he's like, man, there's only like three teams competing in freestyle. You should just fly out here and we could do a team. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it's an idea. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I flew out with like a week notice and Again, no idea of the rules, right? So mm -hmm. he picks me up from the airport and hands me the rules and I start <laughs> reading what I even need to do because freestyle is very different competitively yeah. than many other disciplines because you you have five rounds that you get to choose whatever routine you want and you have two rounds of compulsories where they tell you what to do. You can pick the order and the difficulty, but these are your four maneuvers. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, that was also an interesting year. Obviously we finished fourth out of four, but uh, <laughs> had a lot of fun doing that as well. Um, and then it got a little more, more serious. I was on a committed four-way uh, team for two years. Um, 2017, we actually got gold in intermediate. Nice. Yeah, um, which was awesome. We, we did spend a lot of time an effort in that. What was the name of that team? So it's funny. Uh, the name was Vega. Okay. And it was actually mentioned by Gorka <laughs> when he was talking about seeing the winning team at Paris, you know, on the podium. And he said, our team name, Vega XP. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> a little bit in Gorka's story of skydiving. That's just like, because to me, he's like, whew way out there as far as talent goes in comparison. So I'm like, You're going to make cool. his head huge when he listens. <laughs> if he listens to this, his head is just going to expand. I've gotten to know Gorka kind of like, like a little better this summer, and he's a funny, very interesting, very interesting guy. Yeah, you so. stumped him on the 20 questions, though. Oh, my God. I was so, I was so proud of that. I was like, wow. He's so, oh, he's so like razor focused on, on mm -hmm. everything, you know? So I'm like, oh, he's yeah. going to get it. He's going to figure it out. Like, wow, he's really not getting this at all. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Fine. So yeah, um, obviously because we want advanced or we want intermediate, we went to advance the following year and um, we we're in the top 10. I forget exactly where we fell, but uh, could have done better. We, we, we didn't do as well during the competition as I felt like we could have um, seen how much we worked on training wise, but it was still really, really a fun, fun team. I mean, that's half of the battle is finding people that you yeah. enjoy competing and flying with. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, and competed in freestyle two more years as well. Okay. Um, one the same year that we won um, in the intermediate class. I was doing freestyle that year too. So a lot going on. Um, not a lot of training for freestyle. It was always just kind of our fun thing. We we changed our team name every year. <laughs> <laughs> What's the latest name? You don't know I mean? Um, there's always next year. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys going to compete again this year at all? Not this year, no. Okay. I, I have a 16-way team that I'm going to be competing with this year. That's exciting. 
it is exciting. I never, you know, I filled in last year for uh -huh. this team, um, like the, their last camp before nationals. I was a fill-in, so somebody that couldn't make it to the training. And it just opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, I've never even considered 16-way com competition. It is a blast. Is that the video I just saw you in recently? Yes. Like, were you just like, <laughs> whoa, like, like shot into your spot? I was like, yes. whoa. <laughs> was, and like, the formation doesn't even move. She's just like, boom, right there. Like, just like, whoa. oh, man. Yeah. It's half the battle is getting that first point as fast as yeah. possible. So I, I have two, I, I'm one of the divers, but I have two guys behind me who are wicked fast. Mm -hmm. And so they're pushing me to, yeah. you know, be just as fast. So yeah, you'll, you'll see me coming in hot and I'm just hoping that I can put on the brakes and not send a shockwave through the formation. <laughs> I mean, the video that I just saw was super impressive because like, the guy behind you or whoever that is that's that's there in front of you you just drop right in over the top and you uh -huh. flare right at the right spot to just like <laughs> boom right in your spot it's like oh my god that was awesome i remember seeing that a couple of days ago and just being like damn <laughs> like, uh -huh. that is so cool um it's funny that you mentioned 16 ways there's an event here at midwest this weekend um gorka oh. and next are actually i think i think it's next i think Gorka's kind of heading it but uh next is um hosting the 16 way event uh awesome. for for the local jumpers and i think there's probably some people coming in or from, Do you from know out of town if too. it's like true 16 way dive pool or are they just kind of doing what? fun 16 way jumps okay no idea that's either way that is outside fun. the realm of my knowledge i have no yeah. idea <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's such a fun size group because i yeah. mean it it's like a big way where there's so many bodies and you basically fill a plane yourself but you can still crank points and yeah. turn pieces. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Elliot, Elliot Bird, about um, possibly filming it this weekend if we have some downtime. I would love, love, love to. Well, so like the one, the 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 big record just happened here like a month ago. Uh huh. And that day, Elliot was like, "Hey, do you want to come film it, Sam?" And I'm like, "Dude, why didn't we talk?" This last night, like, <laughs> like we're just starting work for the day. Oh, like, man. I, I've I've never done a two plane shot. I've never used oxygen. I've never filmed. I've never been in the sky with this many bodies. Like I don't think this is a good idea, sir. Like, we need to do this. And he was like, "No, you'd be fine. You'd be fine." I'm like, ah. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pass, but not this one. I hope. Fingers crossed. I get an opportunity to go and do some like outside, outside videos. So absolutely. It's a good, yeah. It'd be a good opportunity for you and yeah. to introduce you to that kind of flying for sure. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Um, cool. Okay. So moving on, moving on or in terms of like competition, uh, like why, or why did you want to compete? Like what, where, what was the, uh, driving factor in even trying that? It's kind of interesting. I, didn't necessarily. Um, I, I feel like I'm not a super competitive person by nature, but I do seize opportunities when presented. Yeah. So basically I knew um, one of the guys that ended up being my teammate um, and they had a slot to fill. Somebody had recently stepped down from the team. So they were just like, hey, just just come out to this tunnel camp and um, let's see how we fly together. Let's see if it's even something you'd be interested in okay. or maybe it doesn't work at all. And it was so crazy how well we flew together right off the bat. And 
I'm like, okay, what am I getting myself into? What's the commitment? How, how much time are we looking at? Uh, how many jumps are we looking at? And I was like, you know what? I, I can't pass this up because yeah. it's going to open so many other doors. If I did want to compete on other teams, if I did want to get introductions, like invitations to bigger ways, mm-hmm. uh, competition experience really helps with networking and and showcasing like the skill level necessary for other other um, yeah. kind of jumps and activities. So yeah, no no regrets whatsoever. But I, I actually was not totally interested in it when it was first presented to me. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting way to think about it because all the people that I've had on this podcast so far, like the, the competitors, you know, the people who have like uh-huh. been in an active competition, they've all sought it out. You know, it's all something right. that they, it's not something that just fell into their laps, you know, or just was like, that sounds like a great idea. Let's try it. You know, oh, yeah. um, it was some, it was something they all really, really pursued. And I think that there's enough people in this community that are interested in it, but maybe don't have um, you know, the, the resources or the backbone to like, just go full send and do it, you know? And so I think, I think that's a really good sentiment of like, if there's an opportunity, try it, you know, maybe, maybe it won't work out, but at least like seize it and see what happens, you know? And I will say it's an anomaly. Like most of the time you're going to have to put in the effort of some capacity. I mean, with some of these uh, skydive leagues, like the four-way competitions that they do locally, Mm -hmm. they will put out like, hey, if you are a one person looking to build or even like two people, let us know and we can make a team out of you. And maybe it's just for this one competition one weekend, but at least you kind of get that exposure and experience. And then further down the road, now people know you, you know them, and maybe something will form later on. Yeah. Well, even so, like just being out here at Skydive Midwest this summer, right? Like Mm -hmm. somebody, the cloud games happened and I was like, what is the cloud games? I don't understand what this Uh is. Tell, Tell me everything. And then I found out it's this competition that it's a virtual competition yes. that any drop zone can participate in you don't have to travel for it you just have to have a videographer that uh-huh. kills you and i'm like oh my god <laughs> how do more drop zones how are they not participating in this this is make this is making things so easily accessible for so mm-hmm. many different people who would not have been able to like travel spend all that extra money exactly on, like, you know i like I think it's a great introduction to like dip your toes in. Like, are you interested? You know, you don't have to fly anywhere or pay a large, you know, entrance fee. Just cover your jumps. I think there is a little bit of a fee because you have Mm -hmm. to consider the judges and stuff like that, the coordination. But it, yeah, it's a great introduction if you have any interest whatsoever. Yep. Scrambles like that, like cloud games, scrambles, you know, NPSL. I don't, what is the Midwest one? What is that called? MS. MSM. MS. Yeah, Midwest Skydive League, MWSL, maybe. Okay. Um, NPSL is Northern Plains Skydiving League. So that's that's yeah. where I was from. That was what I grew Got up it. with. Um, but yeah, like there's so many different avenues for like just doing those small little, you know, fun pick me up teams yep. like here and there across the country. Like I like I like that sentiment of like if you see an opportunity, seize it. Like just go and do it. See if it's something you like. And you, it doesn't have to be on such a grand scale like nationals. It doesn't have to be indoor nationals or out. You know, like you could just go and see how how you feel. I think my second year of skydiving, I formed a pick me up team. It was like a beginner level. I think it was like a beginner four way 
for MPSL one, one weekend. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's try it. Let's, let's, let's do it. This is going to be great. And uh, we ended up winning, but it was like okay. by default because nobody else was in the, in the category with us. Got it. Um, but, but it was great. It was awesome. It was like this weekend of just like putzing around and we were terrible. Like we were terrible, but like we learned a lot. Like oh, that was sure. when, yeah. that was when we had like Solly Williams coming out to like coach our, our events and stuff. Like it was super cool. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's a fun opportunity. Like those pick me up teams can, can be an opportunity for you to make a lot of memories and potentially open a new door of skydiving. So yeah, cool. Absolutely. What kind of big ways have you done in the past? All belly. Um, all belly. Um, all belly. Okay. Yeah. I, I've done quite a few here and there scattered. Um, I've done some of Doug Barron's events, all Americans okay. out in Chicago. Um, I've done a lot of the airspeed ones, especially because they're local. The challenge. I actually haven't done any P3 events out in Paris. I, I should definitely go out there um, when I can make the time for it. This year is a little, a little different, a little, a little off for me as far as what I was able to um, allow time-wise because of the 16-way training, but also I am doing the world record in October. Um, (laughs) That's so exciting. Awesome. So yeah, that uh, is a sequential world record. So it's multi-points. That's exciting. I've heard a couple of people talk about that out here too. I think there's a handful of folks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's a handful of folks uh, at Midwest, at least that have been talking about this. I'm yeah, that's, that's awesome. Again, another one where I'm like, okay, I have this much vacation time. This much is going to my 16 way team. I have like basically one week to spare. I could either do this or my normal typical like boogies. And you know, sad to say, but the boogies had to take a back burner this year. They'll be there next year because this opportunity is not going to come around maybe ever for me again, but definitely not very frequently. So again, seizing the moment. That's awesome. I'm excited yeah. for you. I'm pumped. So, so can you explain a little bit about what the record is specifically? So I know it's a, a sequential, but how many people? It will be 110 is the goal, three points. Okay. And where is it at? Skydive Arizona. Okay, it is in Arizona. Awesome. And it's in October, huh? In October. The beginning of October or the end of October? It's towards the end. Okay. Yeah. So it should be good temperature-wise, you know, things are cooling down because right now it's so hot. Yep. The last time I was in Arizona, it rained for most of the first day of us being out there. And then, what was it? I think it was for one of the P-19 camps. So it was a few years ago. And, um... What type of season, like what, what type of the time of the year was it? I think it was like Thanksgiving time. Okay. I think I missed Thanksgiving because it was like either right before or after that. I can't remember. Um, But I was out there and it rained like the whole first day that we were here. Mm. And then they (laughs) sent up like two loads after that. But I landed off in the mud in the desert. (laughs) It was so gross. Yeah. You don't know mud like, you know, sand, like muddy (laughs) sand out in the desert. Yeah, we don't have quite the the moon dust that some places have, but if if we get rain, it can get sloppy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found that out the hard way. Uh, interesting. Uh, so you're an LO, you're a load organizer. Yes. yes. I, I think this is probably what I know you the best for, like just from an outside perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I think I 
specifically like cis events like we'll get into that in just a little bit here but like i think i also i i would say that and and the freestyle stuff like that's probably what i know you the most for because i think that's the stuff that i see the most often online sure. um mm-hmm. so where do you where do you typically or where have you organized that and like like just in terms Ooh. of like notable places notable places probably the ones you're most familiar with are going to be summerfest lost prairie uh independence boogie and then cis events all over the place okay. <laughs> all right and what kind of um stuff are you prone to be organizing what kind of stuff do you enjoy the most uh anything and everything belly but i kind of like to do some of the fun stuff that typically you only see at boogie so i have i'm a pink mafia sister delegate so i do the barbie pass um i like doing hula hoop jumps mr potato heads Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, keep it fun, keep it interesting. What about like hula hoop jumps, raft jumps, inflatables, anything? Yep, hula hoop jumps. Okay. I've I've done a couple raft jumps. That's a little trickier because you definitely need a sky van, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, you can do it out of outer, but I think a lot of pilots prefer a sky van for safety. <laughs> That's fair, totally fair. Have you ever done like a slip and slide thing at all? I haven't. I've van? seen them do that at Paris, but yeah. I have not participated myself. No. They started doing that the after I was there. Like I was there for uh-huh. like five, six months, and they started doing it shortly after. And I was like, oh, I missed, missed it by that much. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, cool. So like you like you like to do fun things. You like to you mm-hmm. like to do fun, silly, goofy stuff sometimes too. Yeah. You know, you actually just brought up Pink Mafia Sisters too as uh-huh. well. Like I did that when I first started as well. Like yeah. way back in the day, like 2009, right? Um, I haven't seen too many people do it since then. Is that still like, oh my gosh, I do them all the time. I I took some stats on that somewhere too, but I think my, my Barbie (laughs) has 46 jumps. Oh, nice. That's (laughs) awesome. I've initiated a lot of people. Some of them don't ever turn it in, which is fine, but (laughs) I think, I think I still have my Barbie actually. They, they got me a Snow White Barbie. Oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah, they got me. Yeah, because I was like tiny yeah. little pale, you know, goth kid <laughs> that showed up into the drop zone. They got me a Snow White. She was in her full outfit. And I think I still have her. Where would she be? She might be in my parents. My dad has like this big thing full of knickknacks. Like um, uh-huh. he's got like a big like board. Full, and I think she's up there on oh, the knickknack <laughs> shelf somewhere. I'd have to go and look. Anyway, that's uh, Pink <laughs> Mafia Sisters, man. We haven't we haven't had that happen. I haven't seen that happen in a really long time. It's good to know that it's still I, it's still. Happening. I just did one on Sunday. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Is it still? Is it still just like pass the Barbie and then pass the Barbie? It? Yep. Just a delegate has to be the one to initiate it essentially, right. and then yeah, go online, sign up, get your PMS number. We have over a <laughs> thousand. <laughs> no, it's so funny. Your PMS number. I love that. That's great. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if anyone's listening, you guys want to bring bring that to your drop zone, you should absolutely try it. Give it a shot. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's talk about LOing. Let's talk about load organizing. Um, mm-hmm. how did you get started with that? Randomly. <laughs> yeah. It was so random. And I have Chazzy, Chazzy Rutz to thank for it. Um I think they were like a little shorthanded on belly LOs at Lost Prairie one year. And she's like, hey, I know you've never done it before, but I think you'd be really good at it. And we want you to come out here for it. And I, again, 
had no knowledge. Like I've heard of Lost Prairie, but I didn't know what I was getting into. Again, opportunity, I took it. I knew a crew that was making the drive from Iowa to Montana. And I'm like, hey, do you got room for an extra person? Can I hop in that RV? So I made the trip. We actually had terrible weather that year, which was <laughs> kind of good for me because it meant less jumps that would stress me out. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my introduction. And then from there, I guess um, somebody I met at that boogie that year, um, her name's Karen Woolen. She does Aeronautrix. Um, it's a nonprofit organization kind of centered on women and getting gear out. And she was like, hey, I'm having a cis boogie out at Skydive, California. Do you want to come out for it? Um, and so that kind of started a bunch more events that she did between California and Florida. Um, yeah. And it just kind of blossomed from there. I've been doing a lot of boogies, a lot of different states. And now I am a weekend LO couple times, usually once or twice a month at Skydive Arizona, okay. just the regular rotation. All right. And so people typically reach out to you in terms of like load organizing when there's an event typically, happening? Yeah, typically I get reached out to and a lot of it's kind of uh, ongoing one. So like I've done Lost Prairie probably six years. I've done, um, you know, these different CIS events for several years here and there. Independence a couple, Summerfest a couple. Okay. And yeah. So once, once you get your name out there, I feel like it's a little more uh, yeah. easier. Yeah, <laughs> more okay. Easier. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you talked about CIS, so you brought CIS into this. Um, what does CIS stand for? Sisters in Skydiving. So as many of us know, CIS, uh, the ladies don't make up a high percentage of jumpers. So these events typically are aimed at kind of bringing ladies together to have an opportunity to network and jump with one another. A lot of, you know, smaller drop zones may only have one, one female jumper and they've never made a single jump with another female. So I think that's kind of the goal is, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, bringing women together to make those jumps. Okay, all right. Uh, it's a great explanation of that. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, uh, how long has this been around for? Do you know? Ooh, I believe, Let's see here, 20, I think 2011 was the first year that it had a boogie or an mm -hmm. event. I don't know if it was necessarily like created before that. Um, I should have done some more research on that, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think the first event was at Skydive Arizona in 2011. It was like, yeah. or no, it was actually 2012 because it was the, Jan they always do it in January. It was 2012 because it was, right before I got my AFF and like went through and got my license. So I yeah. missed the first year. Okay. But. That sounds right. Uh, it was not a thing when I first started skydiving. And I remember someone yeah. telling me like, are you going to go to the cis boogie? And I'm like, what's the cis boogie? And they they looked at me like, how do you not know what the cis? And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I'm uh -huh. so sorry. Like I didn't realize. Um, but that was like right around then was my first introduction to it too as well. And I, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm really happy that it is a little bit more welcome, like welcomed. 
I don't know if welcome's the right word, but like it's a little bit more appreciated across the board in the world of skydiving. Mm-hmm. I remember when it first started, there was so much pushback from like all the men on our drive. Yeah. Like, why do you need an event for yourself? Like, why do you why do you need a you know, like that kind of stuff? It kind of so reminds just- me of your podcast episode with Jen about mm-hmm. the women's record. Like some people were very anti, yeah. like, why do you need a record? And blah, yeah. blah, blah. And to an extent, I will say depending on the location, depending on the drop zone and who's running it, the CIS events can vary drastically. I've seen yeah. some that are females only. The guys aren't really allowed to jump with the ladies <laughs> or okay. have dinner with them. I've been to where, and yeah, it gets to be a little bit of maybe that's excluding people. Yeah. Um, and then I've been to ones where they're completely equal. Men yeah. and women can both attend 100% identically. Yep. And then I've been to some where there's like a combination, you know, the, the women are more, you know, catered to and can win the prizes, for example, and stuff like that. But the guys are still included and can be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it varies drastically. But I think the overall goal is really just like getting more more ladies together in that networking, um, you know, some. I was very, very fortunate. I had Amanda when I very first started and we were able to jump together all the time. Um, so it's being able to give that to other people who don't have that yeah. accessibility. Um, it means a lot. Yeah. Giving them an opportunity, right. To just mm-hmm. like be there, you know, go there, be there. Um, I, there's a couple of people from back home, a couple of women from back home that will travel to different systems. I'm sure, you know, her, Suzanne Huber. Oh, yes. you know her? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> she's, she's a one that, um, will, hasn't in the past anyway i don't know if she's done any this summer um but she has in the past just like uh, gone to the other events and it's always exciting to see like she's actively pursuing those opportunities um there's a handful of other people in the past that i can think of uh like dinger dinger is one um who i mean she's a she's a load organizer herself so she's got her hand in in the opposite side of this but like she would pursue those things and go to those events like constantly constantly for years before she became the traveling nomad she is now. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, like cis events, um, I don't think I appreciated it when I was young, you know, but I think now that it has grown quite a bit, and my mentality about being a woman in skydiving has changed over the last mm-hmm. few years, like, I think I can appreciate it more now. I, I don't have a great opportunity to go and do those events, you know, just because I'm restricted in terms of travel and like how much money I have at any given time. Sure. But, um, but it is really cool. And I appreciate it from afar, you know, seeing and seeing to that, be honest, that out there. To be honest, too, you don't necessarily need an event. They just have it's basically a mentorship, right? So you have the little sisters and the big sisters. So you yourself could just be a big sister at your drop zone. And essentially, I think too, something that's really nice about the the program, if you will, um, is being able to hear mentor advice from Mm -hmm. another female, you know, my packing technique is very different, because I use my body, you know, I may not have as much strength. So I use different techniques to pack my parachute or, you know, being able to <laughs> fall right. You know, yeah. I have to wear a weight belt a lot of times when I LO and jump cis events. I don't always pack a weight belt because I figured I don't need to wear it as often. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of nice. Those people that feel like they're always floaty, they, they get yeah. an opportunity to jump with somebody of their size and can actually, you know, make it more of a beneficial jump. Yeah. You know, I would really like to see more, I mean, I guess 
I haven't been to a CIS event in a long time, but I guess I would like to see more um, instructors, like female leadership, you know, mm -hmm. at events like that. Uh, so that we can keep, keep this like snowball rolling of like yeah. getting, getting more and more women into like the working side of things. Um, but I mean, that's, that's kind of biased. That could almost be like a whole <laughs> new thing, like a female workshop or, you know, yeah. um, Yep. I think Angie Aragon has done a lot of really good work with she like has. the women's skydiving network and, and, um, you know, the, uh, the scholarship program and stuff like that. Yeah. She's done a lot of really good work in trying to like bring more women into the fold. And I, I in recent years, like we've seen kind of a, a massive explosion of, of women getting their tandem readings or like being yep. more involved in like leadership roles, especially with like P19 and, and all those things. Like things are, Jen Halverson is hosting her first camp at uh, Cross Keys, amazing. you know, like <laughs> I, I remember when, when she got her, license like i remember when she was going through her student i i don't know if i was on any of the jumps like way back in the day but she i remember her being like this 18 year old girl showing up at the drop zone you know so like to see stuff like that just exploding in the last couple of years like it's pretty cool it's pretty yeah, it's it's really cool to watch people just grow in the sport and mm -hmm. you you've seen them like there's there's a lot of girls that I saw as yeah. little sisters and now they continue to come to these cis events as the big sisters and bringing more and more people to it and yeah just growing it yeah. growing the community mm -hmm. so cool uh oh, tear the eye <laughs> <laughs> um what kind of advice would you have for anybody, any other women in the sport looking to bring stuff like this to their own drop zone? Like whether it's an event to their drop zone, whether it's like just getting with the program, you know, at their drop zone, like what kind of advice, if any, would you have for yeah. another Ooh, woman that's, doing that's this? That's a good question. I mean, if, if you're unfamiliar with it at all, like feel free to reach out to myself or, or anyone else that you know that has been to these events that can give kind of firsthand experience. Um, as far as like hosting events, like Amanda and I actually um, were the co-event coordinators at CSC for five years for this, this event. It's a lot okay. of work. It's a lot of work, um, but it's so worth it. I mean, if you can talk to the DZO and kind of give them your vision and say like, you know, this is what I would like to do. How can we make this happen? I mean, it's just talking to people, getting the word out there and yeah, network, network. <laughs> network, network, yeah, yeah. Um, do you typically bring in other organizers from out of town for an event like that? Like, let's say, let's say somebody, just cause I'm in Wisconsin, right? Small drop zone mm -hmm. in Wisconsin mm -hmm. reaches out to you and says, Hey, we really want to host a CIS event. We want to have a couple of different load organizers. Like how do you, is that something that falls under your, uh, your, um, direction in terms of like organizing, or is that something the women at the drop zone would have to handle? I mean, it could, I could see it either way. Um, okay. mm -hmm. so I think if, um, if the drop zone has the budget for it, um, it, it's not a bad idea just to get, you know, outside exposure. Um, and there's a, there's a huge talent pool out there, right? Um, if your local drop zone maybe wants to tap into that, um, great. If there are local people that, have the capability, that's also great. You know, it's good to see people at your home drop zone filling those roles, mm -hmm. you know, seeing that kind of like you said, seeing more people get their ratings or 
being um, LOs, being instructors. So if you have people available, that's awesome. If not, absolutely, you can seek from other locations. And I think it kind of helps to bring outside people with, mm -hmm. for instance. Um, so yeah, either, either route, whatever your vision is and whatever your budget is sometimes, um, yeah, it can go either direction. Okay. All right. Cause I, I, I have organized, not a SIS event, but I've organized like a student Olympics event yeah. at my own, at my home drop zone before in the past. And I remember being so overwhelmed with like trying to figure out where to start, you know, mm -hmm. with that. Um, I remember what it was like when I did the student Olympics event and I was like, I, it was a lot of fun, but how do I make this bigger? How do I make it better? How do I yeah. make it smoother? You know, like mm -hmm. how do I get more people into this? So, um, I feel like a lot of women, maybe there's a lot of people at individual drop zones that maybe wish they had access to this stuff, but it could be just as easy as like reaching out to the right people and, mm -hmm. or reaching out to one person, you know, whether it's you or another, uh, mentor in their area about how do I get started with this? And it is, it's not easy. It is a lot of hard work, but it is more, it can be more streamlined than you think it would, or than you think it would be if you have the right people in your corner helping you out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Reach out, do the thing, full send, yes. just go, <laughs> just do it guys. Um, I've got a couple more questions for you. And then I might like, do you have time to play a game of 20 questions? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm so nervous. <laughs> you're you're going to do great. So two more questions before we get to that. A uh, big thing is, is like, if you, if you had any advice for yourself, if you could mm -hmm. talk to, if you could talk to your young baby skydiver self, like mm -hmm. back in the day, what kind of advice would you give that, that, that person? What kind of advice would you, would you say, give them? Oh, enjoy the journey. Okay. I mean, it's different for everyone. It's, it is what you want to make of it. Um, seize those opportunities and, you can take it as far as you want to. Okay. Sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. Literally. Literally. <laughs> really like on <laughs> what my, my, my final question, my final official sure. question for you is what is next for you besides a big way, besides the record? Yeah. What's next for 16 you? 16 way and yeah, the world record. Um, yeah. Do you have I any, do you have any other goals like in the back of your mind of what you would like to do? like moving forward? I, I would like to get more vertical. I, okay. I'm such a belly girl. I'm like very, very, very comfortable on my belly. Okay. Um, and I started dipping into the vertical pre-COVID and then COVID hit and I kind of just like stopped that and mm -hmm. didn't pick it back up. So I, I do think I would love to do that again because um, I, I would eventually like to get back into freestyle. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. And part of that is, you know, Trunk, my fiance, we, it was something we could do together. Mm -hmm. So it was like a, a, a mutual goal and we got to experience it with each other. Okay. Oh, can I tell you about his proposal, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so we just had one at Scott Edmund West in May. Yeah, Daniel. I right? wasn't sure. Yeah. Dan and Heather. Yep. I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was something you would really want to talk about, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> let's talk about it. I remember seeing the photo and being like, oh my God, yes, oh. yes, that's so exciting. Uh, take it away. Story. Okay. okay. So 
first off, I had no idea. People are like, how did you not know? I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I knew he was my person, but we really hadn't even talked about, you know, that mm -hmm. next step. Um, so basically it was the Halloween boogie last year. And a bunch of our friends are there because it was a boogie, you know, people that don't always show up on the regular weekend were out. Mm -hmm. And so we just got a big group of friends together and we were just going to do, you know, speed star, campfire, sit round. And we're sitting in the plane, do, 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 do. We're not quite at altitude. You know, the door's not about to be open or anything like this. And all of a sudden I see people shifting and I have this like confusion on my face. You can see, cause there's many videos from many different angles going on right now. And I'm like, what are you, hi, what are you doing? And he pulls out this silver ring and looks at me and says, will you marry me? Uh -huh. first, thing, first thing that pops out of my mouth. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Again, total shock. Yeah. And he's like, wait, 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 no, not that one. Throws the ring over his shoulder, <laughs> pulls out another one, asks me again, will you marry me? Wait, 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 wait. Pulls out a handful of rings, kind of looks them over, throws them all over his shoulder. Finally pulls out a ring pop. I'm like, yeah, yeah you should have started with that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me again, and of course I say yes. And you know, time for the jump, get into our round, punch into the sit. I'm the only one that corks out. I'm just like smiling <laughs> ear to ear, laughing, and I funnel our skydive. <laughs> and then we get down on the ground and he actually pulls out the real deal. Yeah. I, that's the photo I've seen, like is the yeah. one of you guys, the far away shot of you guys. Uh-huh. Him oh, on his knees landing in the background. Yeah. That is so cute. <laughs> that is so cute. And I, you know, there's something, there's something super adorable and like heartfelt and meaningful about doing it with all of your best friends, like present. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you uh -huh. guys are, you guys are all in the in the room, the plane. You're all in the plane, the room, room. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. You're all in the room together. Like you get to see the real like reaction, like the the reality of the situation. You know, it's just that's awesome. That yeah. is a. That's a very, very cool and it's, job. And it's Trump. very fitting. I mean, like I said, we met in skydiving. Our friendship began, blossomed, and then the relationship really took, yeah. you know, hold. And here we are. It's yeah. a crazy, wild world. Nice. Good job, Trunk. Shout out to my, shout out to my baby. <laughs> if it, if he listens to this, good, good job, yeah. Trump. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> on behalf of Julie. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's a great way to end that. I like that. I um, are you ready to play a game? You ready to play okay. 20 questions? Okay. All right. So I thought, I thought about this ahead of time. Okay. I've got one already. If you okay. get it really fast, I can, I can do one for you or you can, you okay. can do one for me if okay. you want. Um, right. I will keep track of your questions. Remember, you've listened to a few of these now, so you kind of understand the rules of the game. Okay. It is an inanimate object at the drop zone. It is not something arbitrary, like a cup. Or a or a water bottle or like it or like Dan did. Dan said toilet on his oh. on his episode. We had to cut that out because I was like, that's a terrible example. Um, so so it could be it could be anything skydiving related. It could be in the plane. Right. It could be at the tunnel. Um, it could be 
in on the ground. It could be uh, in the sky, in the gear, whatever, right? In an object. All right. Um, you have 20 questions. If you're super stumped by 10, I'll give you a clue. And if you really want another one at like 15, I will give you another one then. Okay. Let's, let's do it. All right, sweet. Uh, away we go. All right. Um, is it something I can touch? Yes. Okay. Is it something that goes into the airplane? No. Okay. Is it something that can be moved? Yes. Is it something to be worn? No. These are good questions, mm. though. To begin yeah. with, <laughs> you're already on a on a roll. Cause... Is it <laughs> something used for training purposes? No. Ooh. I'm like starting to forget what I've asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, not used for training purposes. So I'm not going the airplane. Not training. Not in the airplane. You can move it. You can, can move touch it. Touch it. Yep. You can touch it. Did I ask if it's something that can be worn? Yes, you did. Yes. Okay. And it was a no. Yeah, not not worn. Okay. Okay. I'll write it down here. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> Is it something found in a typical hanger? Yes. Is it something used on every jump? What do you mean on every jump? Like, like you take it in the air with you or? No, like doesn't matter the type of jump you use it. No. No, okay. Oh gosh. Um, is it used for packing? No. Is it colorful? Ah, <laughs> uh, I suppose it could be, yeah. Okay. How, how many am I at? Am I at you, a, a clue yet? You are, the next one is 10. Okay, okay, the next one's 10, okay. Um, have I used it? Yes. Okay, okay, clue me. <laughs> um, it is not a piece of gear. And it doesn't go in the plane. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's not a piece not of Not used for packing and yeah. is it something used by manifest? Yes. Kay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is it something I would look at? Yes. Does it have a list of names on it? Ooh, Ooh the facial expressions. <laughs> it could. It could. Um, and is it something used by a student? Yes. Does it have pictures on it? Not typically, but I've I've seen it before, yes. Not does typically have, though. Does it have numbers on it? Yes. Ooh, okay, yes. okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling like I'm getting there. Is you're it at, like the- You're at, the, you're at number 16, by the way. Okay, 
I don't know if this is like a specific enough question, but it's like the board with the winds aloft and like, no, it's not it. You're getting, you're like, you're like on the right track. I feel like you're some of the questions you're asking. I'm like, Oh, she's going to get it. (laughs) I was like, Oh, it's manifest. Like the, the, the load call thing. But then I'm like, Oh, ours has names on them at least. But, uh, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. Um, What's that thing called that tells you like the winds? It's not that though. Wind meter? That, yeah. No, it's not a wind meter. Oh, oh gosh. Am I almost out of questions? Do you want another clue? I said I'd yeah. give you one. Yeah, let's go. Let's okay. go get another clue. Uh, you can open it. Oh. You can open it. Oh. Is it? This guy's, oh, is it the, not the sim? Because I feel like you've already done the sim. Is it the parachutist? No. Oh, God. One more question. Oh, gosh. gosh. And you can open it. You can open it. So, okay. So I'm going to try and That's reiterate numbers. all the ones you've already asked. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Yep. So Sum it up you, for me. You cannot wear it. It does wear not it. go in the plane. Yep. It's not used for training purposes. Students okay. use it. Students do. Manifests. It. Manifest will use it. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> oh, maybe. It's, you can touch it. Okay. Uh, it's not, not used, used for, for packing. packing. Uh, it is, there are names, there can be names in it or on it. Yeah. That's a logbook. It's <laughs> a logbook. Good job. She was holding hers up. I'm holding like, up my <laughs> logbook. <laughs> yes. yes. She's like, Ooh, I was like, that was a close one. Nice. You, did good. you good. And sometimes that's all it takes is just reiterating in your yeah. brain what it is. And you're like, oh, oh that okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice job. Yeah, that was cool. great. That was awesome. Awesome. Do you wanna yeah. do you wanna do one? It's up to you. I'll leave it up to you. Oh gosh. Mm. Let's do one, but depending on the time, you can always cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. You're it's right. fun. It's fun. I'm having a good time. Uh, let me think of something. Let me think of sure, something. Sure, sure. Um, okay. 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 I have something. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Is it tangible? Can I touch it? Yes. Are you keeping track or am I? Yeah, I'll I'll keep track here. Um, is it a piece of gear? Yes. Uh, it can be. It can be. Okay. And if it, if it doesn't, if the answer doesn't sound right, just ask me to clarify and I'll try and clarify. Sure, okay. Sure. Um, okay. So it's a piece of gear. It could be a piece of gear. Uh, is it on your rig? Does it go on your no. rig? No. Good question. Would students use it? No. Okay. Do you take it in the plane with you? Yes. That's five. All right. Um, is it made of fabric? No. Okay. Does it go on a helmet? Yes. All right. That limits it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is it is it part of a camera helmet? Yes. Is it electronic? Yes. I can't tell if you already know what it is and you're just trying this out or if you're really trying to think. 
well, I'm trying to I'm trying to decide if it's if I should just start guessing or if I should try and be more specific about it. it because because like I'm like she could have picked something really specific. It could be like a very specific type of camera, or it could be like a a real specific like type of like. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh, it could be uh-huh. a switch. It could be, you know, like so am I do I want to like yeah. narrow it down okay. a little bit more uh-huh. or do I, I want to where your your wheels are turning? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is it something generic? Like it's just one of these, or is it something specific? Um okay, so it's electronic, which means that it's a camera or it's an indicator light. It's one of those two. Because I don't think the switches are electronic. I think those are all I mean, technically they're electronic, right? Like you have to plug them in in order to make them work. So it could be any one of those three things. Okay. <laughs> and you're a camera player. So you're yeah, like, yep, yeah, yeah. So you like, have okay. the list. It's got to be any list. one of these things. All right. Is it a camera? No, it's not a camera. Okay. So it's the other things. <laughs> All right. Uh, so is it, is it an indicator light? Yeah, what it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hashtag hypoxics. Hypoxic, <laughs> yeah. For all of your indicator light yes. and GoPro needs, hypoxic, uh-huh. man. All your things. Yeah, hypoxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah, he's got the the new ones coming out, you know, he's got the the blue two pro and blue two light. Like take my money. Uh-huh. Take my money, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I remember when I got my first indicator light from from Trunk way back in the day. I think I was starting. Mm-hmm. I think it was when I bought my first GoPro three. I think. I think that's when mm-hmm. I. No, actually, no, that wouldn't have been it. It was when I was still on the Sony. It was still when I was on the CX one hundred. Oh, yeah, the hype. Like yeah, the hype. I think yeah. that was the first one I ever got. And then when the three came out, that was when I got my first GoPro. And that's when I made the switch. Yep. Uh, Back to the turned on. Yep. 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 I, man, the, the number of conversations via Facebook that I've had with Trunk about how am I supposed oh, to make this thing work? Like, what he's am I whole, like, <laughs> I, I don't think people always realize like how much he does. He does the production yeah. line. He does all the service questions mm-hmm. and you know shipping everything he's a one yeah. one man shop and it's incredible to Renaissance man, man. Yep. yeah yeah hypoxic guys like go to go to go to trunk <laughs> is it okay so does he have like a team now or is it mostly just him still it's him okay yeah. Go to go to yeah. trunk. I mean, go, I go to, to go to hypoxic, but trunk like go to yeah. trunk. Go to but, trunk for all your when, needs. When you go to hypoxic, you go to trunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was so nice too, actually. So I had to modify my camera helmet this last summer, and I feel like such an idiot too because I completely forgot to send the the one back to him until I was like, "Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry." Like in between all the moving and everything, it just slipped sure. my mind. I'm so sorry. It was my bad. But he like bless his heart. He was so nice. He um sent me. He sent me two separate mounts, like two different GoPro mounts, like the length, the different lengths. And because uh, I wasn't sure which one I would need. I was like, I don't really know mm-hmm. which one I'm supposed to have. Like, I don't know which one's going to work. Like, I would hate to, like, make you send one out and then have to return it and, like, go through, like, the, sure. you the know, shipping like, and, the shipping yeah. and the refunds and all that stuff to do that. Like, can you just send me both of them, you know, and then, like, I'll send you know, just like just send me both. Right. And he he sent me both of them for the price of one. It was like, just send the one back. Like, you're not going to need. I'm like, all right, cool. He, he has saved my skin on a lot of, I don't think he realizes it, but he has saved my skin in a lot of different situations when it comes to like camera modifications he's, he's and stuff so like great. that. He's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Julie. Yes, Sam. Thank you so much 
for spending Thank you for having me <laughs> spending the time here i really appreciate it we've been at this for like an hour and a half now oh gosh um, i went way over my time about oh <laughs> don't worry about it i think this is a normal i think this is a normal okay so Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. I learned a lot. Uh, it was kind of exciting to see a little bit behind the curtain. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate thank you. it. Thank you for oh. thank you for uh, uh, waiting uh, through the awkward storm of like going through. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate <Much> it. <laughs> um, I think everybody everybody else is going to get a kick out of this episode, um, especially from up here. I know a lot of people in this area know you, you know, and I think for they're sure. gonna they're gonna be really excited about listening to this kind of this this uh. Um, this episode. So thank you. Yeah. Again. All right. With that, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you around the drop zone. Be safe, blue skies. Good night. Bye. Bye.